Hi, I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and you're listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. Before we begin, a word from some fantastic podcasts inside the Upfront Network. They just might interest you. Dungeons. Dragons. Canada. The Multiverse Theory. Corgis. Queer representation. Reconciliation. Angels. Demons. Squirrels. Moose. Moose and squirrels. Sorcerers. Dinosaurs. Forests. Giants. Rogues. Warlocks. Plains. Sewers. Lavender. Natural Toonie. A Canadian Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Right here on the Upford Network. I'm Tefra Jemian, the producer and host of the Yeah Podcast, a young adult lit review podcast focusing on amplifying the diverse voices in YA literature. Join us as we dig into the world of young adult books, reviewing new releases, revisiting old classics, and exploring what YA lit can teach us at any age. Discover the world of YA Lit through exclusive author interviews, book reviews, genre smackdowns, and more. The Yeah Podcast, available through the Upgrade Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else you find your podcasts. This is our book club, and you're invited. Yeah! Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Queer Teen Podcast. I'm super excited about my next guest. I'm going to have them introduce themselves to you take it away hi um i'm glad that you're having me i'm i'm josie and i'm just really happy to be here cool and how do we get connected what theater do you work for and where are you from um or not work for but are part of uh i'm part of the diversionary theater and i got connected there because my sixth grade performing arts teacher works there and i yeah, uh, Miss Agosto is actually my uh, performing arts teacher. Well, was my performing arts teacher. Uh, what grade are you in? Seventh, I'm in seventh grade. Awesome. I like your hair, by the way. Everyone, it's it's pur- purple. Yeah. Uh, so why did you, what, what, what? So just so everybody knows, the Virginary Theater Company is one of the most amazing theaters. Um, it's in San Diego, California, and it's uh, basically, it's an LGBTQ plus theater. It has been since, like, I believe the 80s. Um, yeah. And all the work they do is inclusive as far and inside of the queer community. Um, their writers, their staff, their educators. Uh, it's pretty good. I've had Skylar is the educational director, I believe. And mm-hmm. he's, been, he's been on my podcast. So that's nice. And I've also had um, someone else on my podcast that wrote a show there that was a virtual musical um, last summer um which was pretty fantastic so tell us your connection what do you do what did you do at the theater Uh, because it's pretty cool so at the theater i did cosplay i was like we were going to do like this whole thing like if we were in person we would 
gonna like act out our characters more and so like we would have more time to kind of like be the character but we didn't get that since it was all online but we did definitely have some instances where we got to kind of like be our character online and it was really fun so it was the is the point of the whole thing for cosplay can you explain cosplay to everybody that's listening yeah cosplay is short for costume play so basically you like either make up a character in your head or you can take a character from a show or a movie or, or a book or anything like that and you can make a costume and like make up this whole makeup and a wig and um like be that character that either you made or someone else made and it's really cool it's kind of like empowering in a sense where you can like be this thing or like be this person that you didn't you aren't usually and so it's awesome to do that it's really fun it's really fun um i'm actually going to attend comic-con this year in new york city uh and that's like the cosplay capital convention of the world um so i'm really really excited uh what is so what did you do because since it was online this year what did you do? Did you just talk about your characters, like you said, or like, did you dress up? Yeah. Okay. Cool. We were dressed up on Zoom and it was cool to see everyone in their ca- characters' outfits and in their wigs and makeup. It was awesome. And another thing that we did, so like we could actually like show everyone like, this is my character. This is what I did. Um, we all separately had like photo photo shoots of our character where we would go somewhere where we thought our character would be and we took a bunch of photos and it was really fun my mom was my photographer which was kind of funny because she that's was cool. cracking jokes i love it oh that's cool like you would get, like you're creating scenes essentially with your character yeah um okay so let's talk about your character what's your character what's what is your character's name who are they my character's name is allison and it they were a character that I made up on my own. They were this kind of like mischievous fairy that would like go into this house of this old lady and her granddaughter and just steal things. So like she had <laughs> stolen a bunch of stuff. So I had incorporated that. I had a bouquet of Lily of the Valleys well, as close as I could get with fake flowers um, because she was a Lily of the Valley fairy. So I'd like incorporate it. I wore this white dress actually, which is oh cool. Yeah. And like I had a pocket watch attached to the bouquet. Like she had stolen this and like there was a like a bunch of props and other stuff. Like jewelry I had made purely for the character that was supposed to be like, she stole this from the house and now she like wears it or she carries it around or something. As it uh, was Allison or Alice? Uh, Allison. Allison. Is this someone that you've been creating for a while? I just came up during this whole, um, during the class. I had been coming up with Allison for a while. So I had been like sketching out ideas and like sketching out costume ideas and like planning names and such for like a long time. And like to finally actually be the character was really cool. That's so cool. I love it. Yeah. That is, it is really neat. Cause it's one, it's original Two, It's obviously all your own. Cause you, that's, you created it. Um, does, does Allison come from somewhere? Does she, it, was she a concoction of things that you identify as like, how does that work for you? 
I had kind of mixed like steampunk since I've always always been into that and I used to watch a bunch of the Tinkerbell movies and I always really liked how the fairies looked in the movies so I like incorporated some of like the aspects of Tinkerbell into her and I just got like so much inspiration and especially with like even the flower because the the lily of the valley flower represents like death and warning and I don't know why I like that so much but I really did so I tried to incorporate it incorporate that in my costume too and like in her personality does she have a queer component to her does she like develop that or is it is it talked about or is it just a part of um Allison doesn't have a queer part of her like I well as a fairy she's non-binary because I don't I feel like fairies wouldn't have a gender it's like they wouldn't be male or female since they're like mythical creatures correct so. yeah exactly they are who cares I mean they're, they're fairies yeah. they are what they are uh and it's that's actually the greatest thing about fantasy and like uh cosplay and all those kind of things is that things don't really in the actually in a lot of the worlds you, gender all that is not really discussed if you if you dig deep enough into old stories and it's just it is what it is especially in yeah. like mythical creatures and like you know unicorns and all those things it doesn't matter um all right that's so fun i love that that sounds like like the best class like that's like so cool to me because <laughs> actually i've never heard of anyone really doing cosplay um as a class or as like yeah a, it was know. it was such a fun class especially when you got to see like everyone's creative aspects like one of my classmates made this whole assassin character that was based off of like a few of the other characters in the dc universe uh-huh. and their outfit was amazing like they had made this whole like cloak and everything for it they had made a sword and like i guess like where you put your sword on like a belt and yeah. it was just awesome to see how much work that everyone put in i love it pretending is pretending but not pretending it's a part of you like i don't know like like we said like no matter what you create it's a part of you you created it because it's you know it's like it's like drag it's essentially drag and and um yeah uh all right what's so what's your story like how uh, what's your journey been like thus far getting up to seventh grade and uh if you want to talk about that Yeah, I'll totally talk about that. It's definitely been a journey. It's like the the first school I went to, my elementary school, um, most of my classmates were homophobic and both my parents identify as queer. I've always gone to Pride. I mean, I have a bunch of uh, queer and gay aunts and uncles and just like being in that environment was terrible for me because I... At that time, I was identifying as bisexual and non-binary. I don't identify as that now, but I did. Um, And it was just so hard because you would constantly, like, a few times I even got called the F-slur by kids. And, like, kids at that time my age, so, like, 10, 11-year-olds were calling me the F-slur. And it was not fun because it just really sucked and it was so hostile but now in my new school it's a safe space school and almost everyone there is like queer in some way like my humanities teacher is queer and gender fluid and I identify as queer and gender fluid also and I also identify as demisexual but 
it was just so awesome to have a teacher that like identified so much like me. Yeah. That was just so it's like, like yeah, mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's so nice because now you can really be yourself in that school. And like one of my friends recently came out to me as trans and I was just so proud of them for doing that because they couldn't, they can't do that at home, but they can do that at school with their friends and teachers. Yeah. And they know that we'll respect that. And I just, I find something like really awesome and sweet about that. It's, uh, yeah, I, I don't think people that are so, okay, like you said, these 10 and 11 year olds are saying these horrible things, which obviously it's taught. That's what they're told. It's their environment they're in. And uh, so like when you get to experience like a friend like yours coming out to you and you being like, cool, like, great. Like, that's how simple it should be, period. It's not, it's nobody else's business, first of all. And secondly, who cares? Like, just let us, just let, but people get angry when people are being themselves so quickly and they don't get that. They're like, what? Uh, pronouns. I was like, your top pronouns, your whole educational life, first of all, in the English language, you learn pronouns. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, what is your take on, so what is, so I love that you put power behind the word queer. What is your, what's your, what's your take on that? Cause you know, recently I've had someone in the queer community, an adult, like a much older adult, um, come at me about that word, like a lot. And I tried to just have a real conversation with them, not through social media. They were not having it. Um, but I love the word queer. I've, I, I own it. I love it. It's, it's, it's all encompassing for everything for me. So what is, what is your take on that? What is your idea of that? My take on queer is like, you don't really have to have a label if you just identify as queer, because then like, you don't have to fit in like one of the boxes that people have made. And I find that really empowering. And also, even though it was like a slur back in the day, it's not back in the day anymore. Like it's this, new day and age where queer people and LGBTQ plus people in general are so accepted. Like, yeah, there's still people that don't accept us, but there are so many people that do. And I feel like if we just reclaim it, like if we just reclaim queer, then it's not a problem. And I don't really understand people who do have a problem with it. Cause I was always taught since with my both of my parents identify as queer. Like, it's not a bad thing. It's nope. just this word that now we can use as a sexuality since we've kind of reclaimed it. And I I don't know, I've always found empowerment in that. Me too. I just, it's there. It exists for me in such a way. Like, I can have an easy conversation with you because of that. Like, we're not, we're just having a conversation and that's really all it is. And then you go on your own journey. I mean, that's that's the part of existing. But we know there's lots of assholes, so we can't, you know. You just go away from them, go to a different school, and, and it works. Now, are you originally from that area, the San Diego area? Uh, yeah, I was originally from that area, and now I live, like, in, in Kanto, and I'm nowhere near any of those people anymore, and that's great. it's so much better. You know, what's weird is that San Diego is known for being pretty queer friendly. 
So to hear, but but it doesn't matter because people, all types of people exist everywhere, regardless of the state or city you're in. So of course you're going to run into you could you could run into homophobia even in some of the queerest places. I mean you do even in the community. It's really weird. Um, is it uh, the school that you go now? Is it a performing arts school? Is like is, is there a lot of arts in the school? Uh, kinda. Like there's a whole art lab at my school, which is I think for the eighth graders. Okay. And um, there's Miss Agosto, who's one of the performing arts teachers. There's multiple performing arts teachers, which is awesome. That's Unfortunately for seventh grade, I don't have performing arts anymore. Instead, I have math lab, which is really unfortunate because I always enjoyed it. Like, I don't enjoy being on this stage as much as I do, like, being backstage and working on that sort of stuff. Sure. I always found that cool. Yeah, of course. Um, do you get to... What do you what is your oh, I guess you go to diversion. Is this your first time at diversionary? Yeah, this was my first time at diversionary diversionary. Cool. Uh, I'm assuming you'll go back for more stuff. I'm when they they're getting back in the swing of things, of course. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah, I grew up community theater. I danced since I was eight. So like I've always been in the arts. I liked being on stage, but now I I don't I got I don't really do it. I don't I still in entertainment, but I don't go on stage as much anymore once in a while I enjoy it but I came out at 16 you know I was very lucky my parents were like okay sure whatever uh I brought my boyfriend to the prom in 2000 it's just crazy it sounds like crazy but it's not I had a good I had a good time I didn't care I was nervous of course I was nervous you get nervous we're always getting nervous because for all of us in the queer community we're, we're always essentially coming out all the time like you know how do you experience that now? Now, even though your school is totally a safe space, do you? It's different for you for your generation. I know it sounds weird, but it really is different for you. Are you constantly having conversations about it, or is it just existing? It's just existing. Like sometimes I do have to have conversations about it because, of course, there's still homophobia, homophobia at my school, which is unfortunate, but it's true. Yeah, right, and. Uh, like those people will forever be around, which is a very sad thing to say, but it's also, again, unfortunately true. Um, and I do have to have that conversation with them. Just like, please don't misgender me. These are my pronouns. I've told you this now five times. So please respect that. And like, it is kind of depressing that we have to have that conversation so constantly, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I guess you just kind of get used to it. Like. You just get really used to having to have that conversation. <laughs> I'm assuming that's your growing up. <laughs> hey, um, you do. You do have to get used to having that conversation and, and, and existing. Yeah. Existing in that world. Assuming the car's turning on. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You're fine. Um, yeah. I mean, I still do. I, I You know, you do. People, I mean, especially on the internet, people are, they're crazy. <laughs> you know, they're kind of psychotic in some, in some regards, you know, it's just weird. Uh, all right. So you're totally doing your thing and you're in seventh grade, which is so amazing. Uh, I have a niece that's also living their full truth right now. Uh, she had, she actually had her first uh, 
kiss and, and I'm not outing her by any means, but I'm just telling you. And it was cool because she's th- going to be 13. And I'm like, and she was so excited. And it was with a girl. And I was like, that's just the way it should be. <laughs> I was like, I have lots of queer people in my family too. So it's never been, uh, it's never been a thing. Uh, yeah. All right. So now I usually like to ask anyone that comes on my podcast. Um, I'll ask three questions. The first question is, how um, do you wish for people to navigate in this world? Like if you had, if you're going to pick, if you had to pick like something to do right now and you wanted to tell everybody what, not what to do, but how to like act, be, exist, what would, what would you wish for in that regards? I think I would wish for people to just accept that other people are different in the way that, uh, in the way that who they're attracted to and how they look like not everyone looks the same. Not everyone will ever look the same. And I feel like people should really just accept that and like kind of move on. Like no one's going to look the same. No one's going to like feel the exact same way about everyone else. Correct. And I also like to ask, uh, ask some if you had some words of wisdom to give my queer youth listeners, what would you say? Um, I guess if people are being homophobic towards you, don't give in to that. Like, I know that's really hard. You probably get told that all the time, but just try not to give in to that. Like, I've been, a kid in my class uses gay as an insult, and he ran up to me and one of my bisexual friends and went, you're gay and we both just went yeah we are thank you and we just completely shut him down and it just really gives you the feeling like they they know but they don't really care so they're going to try to be mean to you right. and if they are you can just easily shut them down just like yeah thank you you're like i appreciate that you are spot on you got it right thank you <laughs> uh cool and if are now do you do you use social media in any way uh to use a voice you don't use any social media what no, i don't have any social media i don't have any social media and that's purely by choice i don't want to be good. on there it's not uh, like i i don't like social media i get right. sent videos on social media constantly by my friends so i feel like i don't need it in that regard and also i just I don't really like it. Like, I don't hate it, no. but I don't like it. You, there, that, no truer words. It's, it's this weird, weird, weird thing we've developed in this world. Some of it's, a lot of it's really good. A lot of it's helped. A lot of it gets communication to the parts of the world that we'd never thought we'd be that easily to communicate with. I talk to people all over the world uh, because of social media and I've connected to people in Africa that are out queer, like, so that existence, but the other part of it is it's like, this is like, calm down, everybody. We know you have an opinion, but guess what? None of us really care about your opinion. Uh, however, what's uh, one thing that you could tell my list? This is the last thing uh, that my listeners, that's something that you like, that you listen to, or that you really, um, or you read, like, uh, what do you constantly go to for, um, for, for, for joy? That's something that sparks joy in what you do. Um, I have like two things that spark joy uh one thing is definitely like my family they're awesome and it's just 
it's awesome because sometimes they give me cosplay ideas. Like, even if it's unintentional, they give me And another thing is the book I'm reading, The Wind in the Willows. I, I love this book and it's like my fifth time reading it. But it always gives me more ideas like, oh, I can just like tweak this about my character or like tweak this about how I'm writing my character and it'll be so much better. Thanks for our fabulous chat, Josie. Um, thank you just for being so honest and up and front about everything and just having a great chat. Uh, just so you know, everybody, you can still find me on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Queer Podcast. Of course, a little goes a long way. $5 makes me have $5 so you can so I can do things like travel. Um, yeah, so that's it. And I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and thanks for listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And remember, listen, learn, love.